from R.D. Smothers Wealth Management, this is The Retirement. When you retire, if you want an exciting life, you need a boring investment strategy. Matters. Listen, I'm not telling you you've got to work with an independent financial advisor, but if you don't, you will pay for it. Podcast. Hey, this is your host, Dale Smothers, and you're listening to the Retirement Matters Podcast. My hope is that you will find the information you need in every single show on how to do one of the three things, either saving more money more efficiently, planning better for your future where you can live in retirement worry-free, or my favorite, how you can live a happy and fulfilled life in this life you have been given. We know that your time is valuable and we appreciate you spending it listening to this episode of the Retirement Matters Podcast. On this episode of the Retirement Matters Podcast, we have the pleasure of interviewing Josh Turner. Josh is a uh, pastor, a entrepreneur, a leader, just a all-inclusive good guy. I'm telling you, he's a uh, He's got this 1010 project, which we talk about in the podcast, and it's just all about empowering good Christian business leaders. This may be one of my favorite shows that we've done to date. And the reason for that is because Josh has an incredible story. Josh has a story of perseverance. He has a story of struggle. He has a story of triumph, and he has a tremendous story of faith. I really like exactly the way that he delivers his message. And I know that he helps a lot of people in his journey. I'm not even going to give you a great long introduction. This show speaks for itself. If you listen to it in its entirety, I think you're going to be blessed by it. But really, you could push play just about anywhere and pick up little nuggets of positivity, little nuggets of how to live happy. That's our goal with this show. It's teaching you how to live happy. We do have a little bit of a financial twist to it at the end, uh, talking about his daughter, and I won't ruin it for you, a little bit about his daughter and what's going on with his daughter. She is a special needs daughter, and because of that, it, it requires a lot of special planning. And we talk a little bit about that and how that he has worked in coordination with his uh, financial planner, his CPA, and his insurance planner. And, and listen, one last thing, we love hearing back from you guys, so we would welcome you to leave a comment, leave a review, tell us what you like, tell us what you don't like, tell us what you want to hear more of. We will get that on the podcast. So just like every week, I hope that you enjoy this episode of the Retirement Matters Podcast. We are here with Josh Turner. Now, many of you may recognize the name, and then you see the face, and there is a guitar in the background somewhere. Yeah. Uh, but this is not the Josh Turner who who sings country music for a living. No. I wish is, I was. Uh, I wish you were, yes. Uh, yeah. But I tell you, I, I think you're really going to enjoy this, this opportunity to speak with Josh. Josh is a pastor, a teacher, a leader, a book writer, uh, working on getting his book published, working on his doctorate. And first and foremost, I think if you ask Josh and you'll get to know a little bit more about him through this podcast, he's a father and a husband and uh, a Christian and a follower of Christ. He has a uh, he has actually which we're going to talk about 10 project. We're going to discuss a little bit about this this business idea that he had of taking leaders uh, through a Christian journey to help them spiritually, mentally, physically and probably even financially uh, mm-hmm. to be better leaders in the industry. And that's one of the things we need. Josh, man, without further ado, how, how you been? 
Dude, I'm, you know, uh, you and I talked a few weeks ago, besides messing up my back, uh, everything else is good. You know, right. I guess that's what happens when you turn 40, you know, right. so <laughs> things just start going downhill. For sure. Josh, I, I we've talked several times since, but I heard you first uh, as you spoke at Crosspoint in Nashville, yep. the church there in Nashville, Tennessee, that I frequent. Uh, I would call that my home church at this point. And I'll be honest with you, I heard your message and it was just remarkable. On this podcast, we talk a lot about the the financial aspect of things. We talk about how to save better, how to plan a little bit, happy, uh, plan a little bit more, but ultimately how to live happy. And yeah. your message is, was second to none. And for a reminder, in case you don't remember what you spoke about that that morning <laughs> at Crosspoint, it was about making sure that you're not asking God why, but what do you want me to do with this? Yeah. And that yeah. was, uh, I mean, if you could apply that to your life, not why yeah. God, but what now or what's next? Yeah. What do you want yep. me to do with this? Just expound on that just a little bit in your revelation you have. With that. Yeah. Yeah. I think, you know, we'll talk about it. I'm sure, but you know, I have a, uh, a severely special needs child. She's 14 years old. She's the 12th known case in the world of a rare genetic disorder. And, you know, when we had her, I was a pastor and, you know, the, the first place as a pastor that, that I go usually is like theological or doctrinal or whatever. And so, I'm really trying to figure out how does God work in this, right? And so I kind of become a little bit of a head case. Like I just start studying all these different things and, you know, every denomination and every scholar or theologian, they all have their theological slants or bents, mm-hmm. so to speak. And, and you know, I tell people all the time, we're, at the end of the day, anybody who's a pastor or a theologian or a commentary writer, we're all men and women who love the Lord, who are doing our best to try to interpret what the word of God says in an accurate way. And, and so, you know, I kind of came out of more of a charismatic background and the charismatic background really, you know, man, you believe hard, you pray, you read scripture, you do all the right stuff. And then basically God will answer the prayers that you're praying or believing. And, you know, that, that wasn't, uh, what I was experiencing with our daughter. She spent three months in the NICU. She has a tracheostomy feeding tube, wheelchairs, sleeps on the ventilator at night. And so then I have to reconcile, okay, if this isn't working the way that I would like it to, um, then I have to figure out doctrinally, uh, what do I believe about how God works in suffering? And so then I, you don't know me that well, but I just swing the pendulum, you know, yeah, like I'm, I'm a man of extremes. And, and so, so then I go like hardcore Calvinist reformed, you know, everything's predestined, everything's like whatever. Well, then that, if you go down that road too far, it leads you to some places of, well, if everything's predestined, then why do we have churches? Why do we what pray? Are we what, what are we doing? <laughs> and so, man, I really came back. It was really a, a five year journey for me. And I, I would still say I'm in it some, um, I, you know, it taught me to hold everything looser theologically a little bit. Um, but instead of trying to figure out, you know, why this happened, right? Like, why do, why was my daughter born special needs? Um, I started asking Jesus the question, what do you want me to do with this? And, and it was just one of those things. And and I've learned, you know, I've been in ministry and a pastor for 17 years, most people, when hardship or suffering or trials come, they the question they ask is why. You know, they try to figure it out. And there are some things on the side of eternity that are just the mysteries of God. And that's all they're that. going to be. That's all they're going to be. And I don't like that answer. I wish I could figure it out more. 
Um, but what I've learned is it, it puts you in a different position when you start asking God, when you stop asking him why, and you just start asking him, what do you want me to do with it? Mm -hmm. um, you know, cause the Bible says a lot about suffering. And I was reading this morning in Colossians and how Paul even says, he goes, I'm actually thankful that I get to suffer for you. He's writing to the Colossian church. And, and I think that there's a lot of things that God does in suffering. I wish he did it, you know, other ways. Right. Um, but you know, suffering is one of those things that it stinks and it's hard, but it's one of the things that God uses most. And so yeah, I always I believe tell that. people, ask God, what do you want me to do with it? And, and if you can have that mindset, I mean, how has that changed your mindset since you've went down this five-year journey? Yeah. Has that opened up even possibilities oh, that you didn't know were even yeah, existed? I mean, yeah. man, I am, I am a totally different person. Uh, wow. from before our daughter was born to who I am now, not just as a husband and a father, but, you know, theologically and doctrinally, uh, I, I'm different. And what it really did was it forced me to know what I believed and why wow. I believed it. And, and really it, it helped me. And one of the guys that I love so much, he's, he's probably, I would say one of the best living theologians alive. His name's N.T. Wright. And, um, you know, and I became okay with the mysteries of God hmm. and I became okay with, you know, we, we so all the time want to figure everything out. And sometimes I think we just have to go, God, this is a mystery that I'm not going to understand on this side of eternity. And I'm just going to ask that you would help me to trust you in it right. and quit trying to figure it out all the time. And once again, what do you want me to do with it? Yeah. What do you want me that's, to do with this? Lord? That's amazing. And that yeah. revelation alone can change your life. I think if you, if you take it, honestly, I, I can't speak to that level of suffering. My son yeah. uh, was born with some, uh, and many of the people who listen to the pod show or the radio show yeah. know that my son was born with a condition that causes brain tumors to grow. Yeah. Yeah. And God has tremendously worked in our favor in that, yeah. uh, that he's still able to, at three years old, be able to talk whenever he shouldn't yeah. be able to. And, yeah. uh, and it's not as plain as perhaps another three-year-old, but at the same time, it's it, it your message alone spoke to me, not only in that situation, but in every situation, day-to-day -day yeah, life. Thanks, there are people yeah. that go through day-to-day -day situations that are like, oh, for sure. For them, a game changer. And if you can for look sure. at it a different way, have you seen that message? I'm sure you've taken that message other places. Have you seen it? totally open up people's uh, mindset. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I think um, whether I like it or not, uh, even the book my wife and I have coming out next year with our publisher, like it's on suffering. And, you know, one of the things that I feel like um, God has entrusted our family with is to walk through hardships and point mm -hmm. to him. And, you know, one of the things that I, I've always felt called to as a preacher and a pastor is, I want people to look at me and say, man, if that idiot can do it, I, I can do, I can do it. Yeah. Like if, if he can walk through what he's going through and trust God and cling to God, I, I can do it as well. Mm -hmm. And so, um, because at the end of the day, right. The, the hope that we have is in, in Jesus. And Amen. so, 100%. and so, and so that's what I want people to see is even in some of the hardest circumstances, man, God is still good. And Jesus is still good. And, you know, when I talk about suffering a lot, I tell people, um, all the time, there, there's two things to suffering. It's beautiful and painful at the same time. Mm. And God's going to teach you in your suffering, how to trust him more, how to love him more, um, how much he loves you and cares for you and gives you grace in those moments, but wow. it's still hard. It's still hard. Yeah. And it's still, you know, 
frustrating and angry. And the good thing is, is God can hang- handle our anger and frustration. Amen. And that's huge. When you realize that, that oh, alone dude. is, I mean, he's a father, he, he's a father. Yeah. He's, he's there to handle that. One of the really amazing things that you mentioned in this sermon was how your daughters handled it. Because you yeah. think about how we handle it as adults. We're mm-hmm. why, why, why she's born into this situation. Mm-hmm. It's all she knows. And she's yep. making the best of it. Tell us a little bit about what she's got going on. I mean, man, she is just like, uh, my wife and I always joke that the Lord loves her the most. And <laughs> um, her relationship with God is, I get choked up. Like it's such a beautiful thing. Like the way that she is with the Lord and the way that he is with her. And, you know, there've been times, uh, I can't remember if I said it in that sermon or not, but man, I've, I've prayed for her for healing and she has stopped me from praying for her for healing. And she says, you know, God made me this way for a reason and he doesn't make mistakes. And to at 14, be able to, you know, kind of reconcile that whatever your theological slant is on that stuff is, is a very beautiful thing. But, you know, what was interesting for her is she loves fashion and she loves like makeup and art and all this sort of stuff. And so at one point she told me she wanted to start a blog and I thought it was because, you know, she wanted to be like a social media influencer and, you know, have followers and all this sort of stuff. So, you know, I felt like it was my job as her dad to teach her all the lessons why that's not really influence (laughs) or whatever, uh, you know, and, um, and she's like, no, that's not why I want to start a blog. She said, I want to start a blog because I love fashion so much that I feel like I know how to dress trendy. I mean, she studies it. I mean, it's, it's weird. And, uh, <laughs> and she said, I can actually create something to show other little girls how to dress that are in wheelchairs and walkers and be trendy. So she hadn't written on it in a while. She's like, you got to stop preaching the sermon until I start writing all this blog more. <laughs> She's probably got but, a lot of uh, people coming to her yeah. blog at this point. Oh right? man. Well, she like, I think we looked at it probably like last year or uh, maybe it was a few months ago. And I think she had like 35,000 like views and subscribers and all this sort of stuff, you know, and then me, I'm like, let's monetize this thing. And (laughs) let's turn it into something. something. And, And so she's just, man. And even the way that she loves other people. Like when all the race stuff was going on and, you know, 2020, she was like, she was like, we're going, we live in Atlanta. She's like, we're going to go March. And I was like, no, 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 no. We're not going to go March. You're in a wheelchair. (laughs) Dad will fight somebody. So she creates this for her birthday. She wanted to create this clothing brand. So she created this clothing brand and it's called normal is overrated. And so she starts, we start selling t-shirts and sweatshirts that say normal is overrated. And then she raised all the money and gave it away to a racial reconciliation ministry here in Atlanta. And then she started making tie-dyed face masks, which made my wife make tie-dyed face masks. (laughs) Um, My wife's fingers will never be the same color. She's the production line. She's the production line. (laughs) And so we, we were like, our deal with her was always like, okay, we will match whatever you raise. Awesome. Well, somebody on Instagram who had a million followers sees it and reposts it. So we had, we had to shut it down because I was like, we can't like, we're not a production line. You know, we're like (laughs) dying face masks are all drying in our backyard on these racks. But she just loves helping people, man. And And the amount of synergy she has around her is is incredible. Gosh, dude. She is like, we go to passion city church here in Atlanta, which is a fairly big church. And, 
And uh, I always tell her, I'm like, you're the most per- popular person in fashion. Like of everybody course. knows her. Everybody like she's hanging in the back with Louis Giglio and oh, wow. Shelly and all these people. And uh, <laughs> just it's it's like watching it. You're just like, OK, Lord, like you're doing something that is um, really cool. That and her just, name is Riley, right? Yep. Yep. And, Riley. And now, does Aiden get uh, jealous, overshadowed? Uh, is, is that, no. How's that relationship? Yeah. I mean, so he, he just came back home. So he's 19. We let him take a gap okay. year after high school. And so he was a fly fishing guide in Montana nice. at a at a ministry for, for a year. So he was up there taking uh, business leaders and pastors down the Bighorn river, teaching them to fly fish, rowing boats. Uh, so now he's at Kennesaw state university in Atlanta. He'll finish his okay. AA here. Then he'll transfer to the University of Georgia. And hey, all right. so, uh, man, you know, we've always worked when when we had Riley, my wife, Becca and I, we really made a decision that we're going to try to keep his life as normal as possible. Mm-hmm. And so we've always just done things for him and tried to make him not feel like secondary or whatever. And, and we've had very honest conversations with him of, just because your sister requires a lot does not mean that we care any less about you. It's just right. the requirements. And, right. and so they're great together. He's a great big brother, man. I mean, just typical big brother, you know, just picks on her still right. and does all the stuff that he does, but uh, he, he's really never had any issues with it. Um, maybe, maybe those will come out later in counseling. <laughs> maybe. Know? I mean, but at the same time to, to know that as a parent, I mean, how you yeah. navigated that, it seems to have, seems to have yeah. played out really nicely and God we, has just always, continued to smile on you. Yeah. We've just always tried to make, you know, do special things for him. I mean, he just, we just bought him a freaking brand new Tacoma. So hey. he's living a lot, you know, nice. like he's just hair down to his shoulders yeah. driving around Atlanta. So he's, he's, he's doing good. So what is the book? What's the name of the book that you've got coming out? Yeah. It's going to be called, uh, into the storm Into and, the storm. Okay. Yep. And so, um, I, I would like to think that like there's a bit of a cowboy in me somewhere. And okay. so I uh, one of the things I learned is obviously if you can see my room, I love hunting and fishing, that, yes. <laughs> all this sort of stuff. So a buffalo is the only animal that when a storm comes, it faces the storm and goes into it. Wow. Every okay. other animal like herds up or runs from it. But a buffalo knows that if it goes directly into the storm, it will lessen the effects of the storm and hmm. um, it will lessen the length of the storm. Okay. So the whole book is about kind of um, our stories of suffering and journey and what would it look like to not run from the storms, but to just head straight into them, knowing the one God that knows the storm. Amen. And so, yeah, that's what it's out. And that's so impressive. We, it's due to our publishers in about eight months. So I've good for you. Good so, for you. Yeah. yeah. So uh, that will be on Amazon. I would suspect in yep. the middle to end of 23. Yep. Yep. Good. Good. That's outstanding. And, and, you know, as, as that publishes, we'd love to have you on again, just to oh, see yeah, how man. that's going. I, I mean, yeah, we'd, we'd love to push that. Uh, I tell yeah. you, man, you, you've just, like I said, you've been an inspiration to me, but let's oh, talk about thanks. this 10 project that, that you've yeah, got yeah. going on. Tell us a little bit about that. And what, yes, what you're doing. So it's it. called, yeah. So we call it, it's the 1010 project and it's um, based off of Ecclesiastes 1010 that, that says a dull ax requires more work. So use wisdom to sharpen the blade. And so one of the things being in ministry for as long as I have is 
I've had, you know, unfortunately, man, I've had a lot of friends fall in ministry affairs, um, suicide, um, you know, they burn out, they just whatever. And, and so me and my business partner, Tyler Reagan, who used to run the catalyst conference here in Atlanta, we started having this conversation of what would it look like for a group of pastors and Christian business leaders, which we started last year with Christian business leaders to go through a year long process that, that centered on adventure trips, right? So it's snowmobiling in Jackson Hole, Wyoming. It's UTVs through the Grand Canyon. It's fly fishing in Montana and duck hunting. Um, so they center around adventure trips. So we start with a really cool trip. Um, so I leave at the beginning of October. I take a bunch of guys pheasant hunting up in Nebraska. And, you know, that first trip is really good to get guys to know one another and yeah. trust one another. And then we do monthly coaching calls um, with some of the best leaders uh, that we think are in America, pastors, business leaders. Um, and then each month, each month, the guys get checked in. They have a coach that goes with them through the entire year. Um, but then really our linchpin is there's actually a place in Nashville called Onsite, which is a um, counseling retreat center. And they have one actually in San Diego. We use the one in San Diego. So we fly all the pastors and Christian guys, business leaders out there. And we do a week of counseling with them, with therapists that we fly in from around the U S and, and then we go back to the coaching and we end with a trip. And so really, you know, in the pastor world and the Christian business world, it's one of those things where at times we all end up self-isolating, right? Everyone either works for you, goes to your church, uh, works for you at your company. And you kind of feel like somebody always wants something from you. So we just said, man, what can we do to put guys in a room? It's not a convention or a conference or a green room somewhere, but man, like really outdoors having fun because what we learned was, you know, guys we're weird. Like we all get around <laughs> each other and we start jockeying for position. Like we're trying to figure out who the alpha is a little right. bit. So when you do something like snowmobiling, what we learned was it doesn't become about how big a guy's church is, how big his business is, how successful it is. It becomes about that adventure yeah. and it helps facilitate transparent um, community. And, and so that's what we've been doing and man, it's, it, it works. I mean, it's one of those things um, we're going through and trying to find, figure out the funding model right now and what that looks like. And, um, you know, trying to get the cost down for guys for a year. Mm -hmm. Uh, But it's been really great to see guys that, um, that wouldn't, they would never know each other otherwise, but then they build these relationships and they stay connected at, yep. After a year. So, so you've got a, it's the 1010 project. You yeah. are, you're also probably tearing down some walls. You, you mentioned, you mentioned suicide in ministry yeah. and, and that's yeah. a sad situation, you know, even, yeah. even more so than say an affair or yeah. uh, losing yourself to alcohol or drugs. It's, yeah. it's a, it's a game changer. It's, yeah. a, it's a game ending move yeah. at that point. Yeah. And, and you think about the stress and the pressure that pastors go through, yeah, uh, business leaders go through. We've got, I'm sure, several business leaders that are listening to the show, and I mean, it's a stressful situation. It's a stressful yeah, place to be in. What do you see? I know the 1010 project. You talk a lot about coaching, and what do you see a yep. common thread being in the in the business world? Let's go there. Yeah, I think with business guys, like so, one of our partners is Chick Fil A. Like we have a lot of their operators come through, and, wow. and we work with them. You know, I, I would say one of the main things that I see, man, is. Um, 
loneliness, Mm. like guys kind of, like I said, self-isolate, whether it's business or pastors, um, there's this loneliness thing. And, um, there's a, there's a book coming, there's a book that's out called the, the loneliness pandemic or epidemic or epidemic. And it talks about how, like, if we don't change the issue going forward is going to be people that don't have friendships, don't have relationships. I just read an article yesterday that says, men above 50 usually only have really four friends and it was just a normal like us us or newsweek or whatever Uh and you know i I, you can't do this life in a vacuum right like we all need friends to rely on and talk to we all need safe places to not be okay and so i would say that and then the other thing man i think is just pace at the pace that people run at and Mm. you know we had this pastor on one of our podcasts and he was talking about the 10 commandments and he was talking to a group of pastors. He said, let's just take the 10 commandments. He goes, if I break nine of these, I lose everything, right? Like if I break, like not having an affair, not cut, like all these sort of things, he goes, I can lose everything. He goes, but the, the commandment of remember the Sabbath, he goes, if I break that one, I'll get a raise. And so uh, it's like ingrained wow. in us to really not even to listen to one of the 10 commandments, which is, you know, to rest. And I think that there is something very important in that. And then I think too, for pastors and Christian business leaders, you know, I see a counselor every week. Mm -hmm. Um, I've been through intensives for counseling and all that. I think a lot of us, we have past baggage that we don't even know that we're carrying and that we're walking with. And so what we end up doing is we end up making decisions about our future based off of past wounds Mm. and, and man, having a skilled counselor walk you through healing and some of that stuff along with the Holy spirit. I I don't think you can put a price on that sort of, no doubt sort of thing. No doubt. I love that. So you have baggage that causes you, it's from the past, but it causes you to make decisions about the future. Yeah, we, we all do that. I mean, we all make decisions out of past wounds. Like my wife and I went through a really bad um, thing with my former pastor, a lot Mm -hmm. of betrayal, a lot of hurt. And I told a friend one time, I said, what I've realized it made me do is not want to trust people anymore. Mm. And so I know that that would be the worst thing I could do for my future is just to cut people off. So I had to go through some counseling to be able to reconcile what happened to help me continue to be able to trust people as I grow and mature. Right. Right. And, and, you know, it just takes that heart of stone. It it, it appears so quickly. If you don't watch so quickly, that, that bitterness will set in quick. So fast, you know, something you mentioned about the, the pace that we're at, uh, Mm -hmm. you know, not, not to take it all spiritual because we are going to talk a little bit of finance here at the back end, but, but man, I mean, it, if you ask me, and I'm sure if you ask yourself, it's oh, yeah. a lot of what we're doing right now is all spiritual. I mean, we fight a spiritual oh. warfare. Yeah, and I believe if you if you could see that, you know, there's a movie called The Sixth Sense where the little boy oh, yeah. can see dead people. You know, yeah, uh, how many dead people are walking around right now? For and sure. Satan has has essentially tried his best to keep us busy. Yeah, and if we can stay busy, it, it, you know, we we don't even realize that we're dead if we can stay yeah. busy and we're chasing yeah. the almighty dollar. Well, uh, and it, I think. Go downhill real quick. Yeah, dude. And I think sometimes we stay busy to not have to deal with the things we need to deal with. So true. You know, and I've seen it. I've seen it in church world where people will 
serve and be at every event ever and think, oh, well, I'm doing really good because I'm at church all the time. Well, no, man, but you're also a raging alcoholic and you're like <laughs> right. saying, okay, I don't, I don't really need to deal with this because I'm at church all the time. Like, right. I just, I think it's a way that we lie to ourselves for sure times for sure and you know i'm sure as a a pastor it would be difficult too to walk this fine line between grace covering sin and the you know license to sin because those two those two can't go hand in hand we don't have a license to sin but obviously understanding that we're dead to sin and that christ came and his blood forgives us of our sins there's there's this fine line that if you if you lean on and continue to live a life of sin, it just eats yep. at your soul. Yeah, dude. Just it hardens your soul. heart. Definitely. Yep. Definitely. Um, yep. So that's impressive. So that's the 1010 10 project, right? 1010 yep. yep. project. And you yep. said it comes to to us from Colossians 1010? 10, 10? No, Ecclesiastes. Ecclesiastes 10, yep. the preacher. And then we, okay. Yep. And then yeah. we also do, and then we also use John 1010 that Jesus came to give us a life and a life more abundant. Perfect. So Man, that's, that's why we use, that's why we called it that. The 1010 project. And you can find yep. that. Uh, I know I saw it on Instagram. I saw some things yep. on, on Facebook, yep. if I'm not mistaken. It's on Instagram, Facebook. We have a website, uh, 1010 Project. It's the number 10 and then the word spelled out 10project.com. Okay. And um, if guys that are interested, hear this, they're interested, you know, basically you just fill out a form and then mm-hmm. I call you and we Good. have a conversation. And Good. Because um, we always want the right guys to do it. And what we say is this is... Um, it's not rehab, it's prehab. And so we're trying to keep, we're trying to keep guys out of the ditch as opposed to triage at the end of how do we, how do we do this when you announce the prevention? Yeah. Outstanding. So let's uh, you said you do a lot of hunting, right? Hunting, fishing. I I do. How do you find time to do all of that in in your busy lifestyle? You know, some of it I've, I've landed in this really cool world. Um, where I get to work for a bunch of different organizations and some of the organizations that I get to work for, um, I help raise money for the kingdom. I work for a global nonprofit called one hope that we get, we get the gospel to kids all over the world. And so my kind of goal and my job there is relationship management. And so, you know, I take guys on hunting trips and fishing trips and build relationships. So I took 12 guys to South Africa this year hunting and, um, I'll take some guys to Wisconsin here in a few weeks hunting. And so it kind of all works in with my, my jobs, your passion. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. God has put me in a really, I'm I'm (laughs) very, very fortunate, man. So, and uh, so Aiden gets it honest then he, he, he he's, <laughs> yeah, he does, man. He, you know, he wasn't, he wasn't super into it before he went to Montana and now right. he is like, so he doesn't like hunting as much, but man, he right. loves, he loves fly fishing. That's so, awesome. So yeah. let's talk, uh, let's talk about your, uh, again, in the sermon, you had mentioned yeah. your daughter and you had mentioned the situation that you've, yeah. you've went through with her and uh, recently, it sounded like recently, maybe it was immediately yeah. after you have went yeah. to your attorney, you've talked about some planning for the future. Yeah. Uh, you went from your attorney to your financial planner and from your planner yeah. to your insurance agent. So tell yeah. us a little bit about that revelation that you, that you had. Yeah. So, you know, um, our, our daughter, like we have to do everything for her and take care of her. And, you know, as a dad, you're kind of always thinking what happens to her when something happens to me and her mom. Right. right. Like, so who takes care of her, who, 
how does she have the financial needs to, to do what she needs to do in the future? And, you know, I tell people, I said, I wish my first response as a pastor was to go to God in prayer about it. But my first response was to call my lawyer and my accountant and, you know, my insurance guy, and my financial planner. (laughs) Um, and you know, and I, and I, I just, as a dad, you know, I'm, I'm living my life a first and foremost for Christ, but after that for my family. And, and so my, I feel like my job is to set my children up well in life. And, and my parents did that for us. And, um, and so, yeah, so, you know, I was thinking like, okay, she's special needs and we have quite a bit of life insurance on us if something were to happen. But I also know that if I were to, you know, my wife and I were to kick, kick the bucket, so to speak, that if she got like this massive lump sum of money, that that would then affect her, her, um, aid from the government. Medicaid. Yes. And, yeah. So, so we had to set up a special needs trust, um, that the trust is funded, uh, from our life insurance. Um, and then, so that was a call to the lawyer of like, man, how do I set up the special needs trust right. and then helping me and them doing it. And then really, you know, personally for me, financially as a pastor, one of the things I see right now in the church world is there is, and I would say this is probably even goes to the business world. Um, there are a lot of men who are getting older who did not plan financially well for any sort of retirement. And mm-hmm. so they are unable to hand off the thing that they built to the next generation because they have no way of taking care of themselves. Right. And so I just told my wife, I said, I, I don't want to do that. Like I want to, whatever I build, like whether it's 10, 10 or whatever, I want to be able, if my son wants it to give it to him and like, just kind of fade into the shadows yeah. one day. Exactly. And so we have a financial planner uh, that we met with and I went through our budget with him, laid everything out. And basically if, if money is in our account, I will send it. Like I will just, I like nice things. I like going on hunting trips and fishing trips and all that sort of stuff. And so I just told him, I said, there's a certain amount of money that never needs to see the light of day in our bank account. Right. And so I actually have it set up where every month, a certain amount drafts out to this other account that um, they manage Roth IRAs, all that sort of stuff, our insurances, everything uh, comes out of. And and that's really just me saying, okay, I may not always make the money that I make now. Mm -hmm. So how do I set myself up for the future when I don't know what's coming? Well, right. I need to be smart now with what God's blessed us with. And so we just, we just separated it all. And then, you know, the life insurance, uh, you don't even know this. I used to sell life insurance. I worked. No way. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. When I, when I came out, so I have a degree in economics and right on, man. (laughs) And and I'm a pastor. So, um, but so, you know, for us, life insurance was always something that we carried. And when, I, you know, started making more and then the needs of our daughter, we were just like, okay, well, let's just continue to stay on top of this and, you know, start rolling over some to whole life insurance right, and all, right. all the sort of things that we do. Cause if something happens to me, I don't want my family's lifestyle to have to change. So true. So true. And, and speaking to that, so, so did you kind of already understand with the life insurance background, you understood how the special needs trust worked and all of that a kind of inheritance bit. through the system? Yeah. Okay. 
Yeah, a little bit, not a ton. And that's why like um, our financial planner, he worked, he does some stuff, I think with Northwestern Mutual, like okay. he's like, I've got this attorney that yeah. does this and they'd be really good for you to meet with. And so they basically laid out everything for us on, okay, if something were to happen to y'all, this is how it goes here. Right. You know, our son would actually be like the executive or the executor of her trust or whatever. Of course. And so uh, just really a way to protect Riley. And- just a little bit of planning. And, yeah, you know, you, you mentioned about faith. I think we're all called to have faith for sure. Yeah. But the Bible also talks about considering the ant. You know, yeah, have you read sure. that verse? It's like consider yeah, the yeah. ant. It lays up uh, in the summer for the winter months. Essentially, yeah. that's what it's talking about. And, yeah. and there are going to come winter months. There will come those times sure. in your financial picture. And even at the best case, you know, you've got Riley who is depending on you. And you have done the proper planning that's necessary to make sure that that yeah. that, that family is taken care of. And that yeah, is a biblical I, thing. Yeah, and dude, I think there's a difference between faith and foolishness, right? right? Like, it's so, so I, think, I think so many people, they want to say like, oh, I've just got faith. I'm not worried about it. Well, I mean, that's foolish. I mean, that's just like, why wouldn't you steward? I mean, and then here's the other thing that we always have to remember. Everything that God gives us, right? He is ultimately wanting to give to us to help us funnel into the kingdom and build the kingdom or whatever. And so why wouldn't I make wise decisions um, to help the kingdom move forward and also take care of my family? Because the Bible is very clear that I should also be very concerned about my family and the way that I take care of them. So, of course, you know, yeah. in the parable of the three servants with the king who traveled far and one, yep. uh, you know, one received one, one received two and one received five. Yep. Yep. And the one who just dug it in the earth and buried it, he, yep. he, he didn't, didn't have too much favor with the king yeah. when he came yeah. back. So, yeah. uh, and, and I think Christ even says, you know, should have taken it to the money changers. Now, not yeah. to say by any means that he was all about adding more zeros to the account, but at the yeah. same time, taking care of your family is necessary. So when I heard that I had to have you on, cause you're, you're already doing the live happy message and, and you're doing that in your own way. Yeah. Uh, you're an entrepreneur in your own right, very successful in your own right. And then you come in and you talk about the financial planning aspect yeah. and with a special needs child, yeah. it, it's an entirely different picture. It's not all about mm-hmm. just saving for retirement at that point. Yeah. What you discussed on, I don't want to see it. That is a, yeah. that, that's actually a mentality that a lot of people need to take in. And yeah. being a, being an entrepreneur, you probably don't have the traditional IRA, like a 401k, for instance, right? You don't have mm-hmm. that 401k. I do. I have a, uh, I work, I work for a university as well. And so Good. I do have a four, I have a 403b. 403b. Yeah. But then even after that, we have our own Roth IRA. And, uh, no, I just, I don't. I don't even need to hit my bank account. One of the like, one of the unique things about a dietitian is when they come into someone and they're trying to to help them shape their weight, is yeah. they will literally take all the plates out of their cupboard and buy smaller plates. Yeah. And so we we've done a radio show recently called Just Use Smaller Plates, and that's yep. essentially what you're doing. Is it, yeah. if you don't see it, you won't eat it. <laughs> uh, yeah, exactly. And if you don't see it, you won't spend it. Because yep. I'm all about living now. You know, you got to be yeah. able to live now. But For at sure. the same time, there is going to come a future. Yeah, so for sure. You have a special needs trust. You have life insurance that funds that mm-hmm. trust in the event of, a, of an untimely or even it sounds like with some whole life insurance, no matter when yep. you pass. Yep. And, and that is necessary with the special needs child as well, yep. because it's never going to be a point in time where they don't need some assistance. Uh, yep. You have that life insurance policy dumping into the special needs trust. And that is a phenomenal way to do that. How have you had... Uh, uh, have you had any discussions on how you will split those life insurance proceeds between the two kids? Or is that, is that just Everybody, something that 
half. Everybody, oh, yeah. okay. Each of Everybody has half. different strategies. That's good. Yep. Yep. So and that, doing that's, half. yeah, that's for us, man. Like we, we just want to, you know, both of our kids just half they get, of course they get each half. So of course, and it sounds like, you know, Aiden's got a, a good heart and he, Oh, dude. Yeah. I, that's the last thing I would ever have to worry about on right. this earth. So, cause I'd come back and just haunt him for the rest of his life. <laughs> right. <I don't> like. <laughs> of course. So we're investing in the kingdom. Uh, we're yep. investing spiritually for, for a, a brighter day and something much better than what we have here on earth. But at the for same sure. time being wise steward with the, with the mammon that we have been uh, granted yeah. on this earth. Yeah. I love it, man. I love it. Yeah. Uh, is there anything else that you would want to hit on? I mean, I, we, we talk, you know, on, we've been talking here lately on a pretty regular yeah. basis. Uh, I want to say this too, you know, with your, with your back issues that you're facing in the yeah. next couple of days or weeks, uh, we'll just continue to pray for that situation. Dude, please. Yeah. Uh, God please. can I mean, heal it. Met with a neurosurgeon on Tuesday. So oh, hopefully trying oh, to man. not do surgery at, you yeah. know, I'm 41 and they want to do a spinal right. fusion. And I'm like, no. And, and on the no. on the planning side, that even brings up another thing is disability insurance. You know, making oh, sure that you have disability squared away because yeah. uh, the, the, the latest statistics was you were 60 times, per, you know, 60 percent more, let's say 60 percent more likely to become disabled than to pass away. For sure. <laughs> so yeah. you got to make sure the family's taken care of. So uh, I feel for your wife and for Aiden because she might be taking care of two people in the home. <laughs> for sure. I mean, uh, when I heard it, when I heard it last week, I was just like, I go, you cannot go down. I go, this family will fall apart if right? something happens to you. Right. So, but God's but yeah. blessing us. And you just celebrated a birthday. Is that right? Did no, you dude. Anniversary. Anniversary. Good for you. Yeah. Yeah. Good for you, bro. Yeah. So uh, uh, my wife has now had me in her life longer than she has without me. And so, uh, so we were getting ready to go, uh, kind of, we were on a trip together, but I'm getting ready to take the whole family to Paris and London for 10 days. And so that's going to be kind of a birthday anniversary, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Good for you guys. Well, we wish you well for sure. And thanks so much, Josh, for coming on and sharing your story. Uh, we, we hope to touch base with you, you know, Q3 or Q4 of 2023, we can get into that book and talk a little bit more about it. Yeah. Uh, even send out some copies to people that we, that we yeah, have dude. listeners would love to do that. That'd so, be awesome. Uh, but so. until we talk again, man, just be blessed, continue to Thanks, keep brother. up the good fight. And uh, you, you know where to find us. If you got a message you want to give us, we, we would greatly well, appreciate it. Cool. Thank you very much, man. Thanks yes, for sir. having me. Hey Josh, we'll talk soon. Investment advisory services made available through AE Wealth Management, LLC. AE Wealth Management and Artie Smothers Wealth Management are not affiliated companies. Investing involves risk, including the potential loss of principal. Any references to protection, safety, or lifetime income generally refer to fixed insurance products, never securities or investments. Insurance guarantees are backed by the financial strength and claims paying abilities of the issuing carrier. This radio show is intended for informational purposes only. It is not intended to be used as the sole basis for financial decisions, nor should it be construed as advice designed to meet the particular needs of an individual situation. Artie Smothers Wealth Management is not permitted to offer, and no statement made during this show shall constitute tax or legal advice. Our firm is not affiliated with or endorsed by the U.S. government or any governmental agency. The information and opinions contained here and provided by third parties have been obtained from sources believed to be reliable, but accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed by Artie Smothers Wealth Management.